Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. All right, welcome back. And today it is just Tony and I am recording with my friend Bex as Lauren is still out on maternity leave and Madison, life is happening for Madison. So welcome back, Bex. Oh, thanks for having me again. Thanks for joining me last minute. So today we just have a really cruisy episode and it is just talking about something that all of us would love to do, which is telling Karen how we really feel. Yeah, we've got some good answers, hey? Like I was reading through the list and I was like, oh, this is juicy. And I think it's a good mix. There's not just all hate. There's some good responses of wishing her well, wanting to work as a team. And I think some um, bio dads have slipped their answers in there as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. So it should be fun. We got some great responses from you all. And let's start with, I'd probably still say nothing. Fair enough. That's taken. Well, and I think you just get to a point of so defeated that you're like, what's the point? Like, even if I said it. Would it get anywhere? Probably not. So what's the point? Probably not. And I know for a fact that my husband has started telling Karen the truth in emails and she doesn't like it. And then she's responding, playing the victim. So we just yeah. come around in circles. She's in complete denial. So oh, it's so frustrating. It is. Um, we had a few like this next one. We'll still go through them. But this one was, why can't you stop your carry on and put SS first? Yeah. Like, why not just put the stepkids first? And they said we had quite a few answers like that because I think that's a worldwide feeling of, like, just focus on the kids. Put Mm. them first. Right. That's what we all want to do. I like this one. I would tell Biomum if I could. I know that you feel threatened by me and you should be. We both know that I'm running circles around you. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That one's hilarious. Some good energy right there. I'll tell you when we get off recording who wrote that one because that will make you laugh. Okay. All right. I'm definitely keen because, like, that's that's an energy right there. That's a vibe. So just be like, you know what? I am rocking this shit. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, the next one was, if it wouldn't cause all sorts of issues, I would love to tell by a mum what I really think. Wouldn't we all? That's why we've created this safe space for us to just share it and say it and get it off our chest because, oh, I think there's a thing, we have to find ways to say it, but yeah, probably telling it to Karen isn't going to work. So this is the chance to like find your people and say it. I mean, you guys know, I tell you stuff all the time that I wish I could say to her that doesn't go anywhere else because it would cause problems. Oh, absolutely. There's so many times that we have to bite our tongue, but that's what we're doing here. We're just giving a safe space to get it off your chest so that you can move forward because that's what we all want right we don't want to dwell in the negative i like this one i worry that your mental health is suffering and that impacts your ability to give 100 to the kids yeah and that's a hard one right because you walk this fine line where karen's life is none of your business but when it affects the kids it is 
So like, I know we've had this issue before where it's like wanting to address some untreated mental health concerns, but not wanting to sound like we are too invested or really care about her life. Like it's that line of like, we can see that you've got some stuff going on and that is affecting the kids, but it's not really our place to step in and kind of actually say that or do anything really as like insofar as her, you can definitely go, well, the kids are suffering, but that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. And even if we were to say it to her, she's not going to admit it to us. She's not going to ask no. for help. Oh, this next one. Oh, so much shit talk about me to my husband in text. So why can't you speak to me in real life? Oh. I can feel that one. That that could have been me writing that one. It wasn't. But like. The nerve. On the weekend, I went to Big J's footy game and she literally pretended I was not there. Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah, plain faced, pretended I wasn't there. Like what a joke, right? I mean, that's my reality, as you know, like 100% of the time. Karen really, even if I'm the one passing the kids to her, she pretends I'm not there. Um, I don't know. She hasn't ever really like said shit to John about me. But she definitely says things that you're like, oh, say it to my face. Like a couple of weeks ago when John got that message that was like, you know, only the bio parents are to handle clothing and maintenance and haircuts and shopping and blah, blah, blah. So like definite a direct dig at me for buying my stepkids clothes. How dare I? Yeah. But she, yeah, she pretends I don't exist. Like she would never say it to my face. Yeah. It's like the most recent email that my husband got is talking about how I care for the kids when they're in this house. Yeah. Cause that's what works for our family. But I would be back at work by now if she agreed to put them in a school halfway between our two homes. Right. Like, and it's none of her fucking business. What works in your house? It's your house. But she's brought it on herself because she refused to be a team player. Um, And speaking of team players, the next one is we don't even need to be on the same team, but at least on the same playing field, right? A hundred percent. And that's just doing the kids, right? And exactly that that it's stepmom picking them up and taking them to school. Get over it. It means they're getting to school on time. Exactly. Like for you guys, what would happen? Like if he literally had to be the one to take the kids to and from school, well, she wouldn't be getting the child support she's getting because he wouldn't work. Well, yeah, he he was working or he'd be dropping the kids off at 6am to get back to Brisbane. Right. And then picking them up at like 6pm. Like it'd just be a joke. So what's the harm in me picking them up so they can spend time with their brother and their sister? Because well, you can't have that bonding time. Gosh, which reminds me, I need to throw that into the email response that I was just drafting for him because <laughs> I had forgotten. Because she's accusing me of them only spending time with me. So oh, yes, put in there that it's also imperative for them to have equal time with their brother and their sister. Yeah, we tried that one with two children that she just does not acknowledge. Like. We tried that one this week about the FaceTime call that, you know, couldn't possibly be facilitated on the same day it's been court-ordered to be forever. Mm. So we tried to throw in, well, if we do this, they could spend some time with their brother. No. Of course not. Um, Oh, all right. I don't take parenting advice from one that has threatened to have sex in front of their kids. Yeah, and when I got that one, that one came through the RHK Instagram, I had to message back. Now I need to find it. And I said, oh, my yeah. God, 
Oh my God, I just had to respond as this is the most mind-blowing response we have received. What kind of sick, twisted person would say that? And she said, she's really gross. She posts very sexual stuff on social media too. So we've been trying to keep the kids off every platform. Such a child. And I just said, that's just messed up. But what kind of, I know this isn't the point of this episode, but what, what what kind of parenting is that? Like you're trying to punish the kids by going, I'll have sex in front of you? Like what kind of what is that? I, what kind of even in a nuclear family format, who would threaten to do that? Not anyone of sound mind. No. Like I actively do my best to make sure my kids don't see me having sex. <laughs> right. Like we installed like a front door knob on our bedroom door so it had a lock with a key so that the kids can't <laughs> even pick the lock to come in. So, yeah. It just baffles me. That kind of person, like, whew, that just kind of explains a lot about the craziness out there. The next response we got was, yes, but afraid the venom would spew and then I'd really be the problem. Don't we all? That's why we were giving you this safe space to just let it all off your chest. Also, let's be real. We've all been the problem occasionally. Right? Because we can, we all have the ability to be that high conflict person, the high conflict parent, the high conflict step parent, but it's what we do to to fix the problem right exactly like john and i were were recording an episode last night of our podcast and that was something that came up is like looking back we can see times that we've been the problem yeah but we own that and we change that behavior right that's the difference and i've done the same but my co-parents can't see where i've changed they still see it as a problem me creating a platform for other blended families is their biggest problem and I'm sorry but I'm not going to change it I'm not going to stop doing what I do so that I just to please them because I'm helping people by doing what I'm doing exactly and that's just I don't know to me it still falls back on that if you didn't want the behavior talked about you shouldn't have done it in the first place right like I don't even like that it's them don't even target but they know that it's them because they're the ones who have done it so yeah your behavior this next one Yeah, it goes along the same lines of what we talked about before, being on the same team. Um, Yes, I wish I could tell her that why can't we just be a team since we all love the boys. Right. That's the point. We all love the kids. So work together with them. They can't get over themselves to even accept the possibility that their stepmother could love them, but they're all for allowing their new partners, the stepdad, Mm -hmm. to love the kids, right? Oh, yeah. You know? Karen lets one of her new boyfriends babysit the baby about three weeks after she started dating him. What? I wasn't allowed to, like, even meet the kids until I'd met her. It's the double standards. And Madison and I have spoken about this in previous episodes. The double standards of, and we did this, we just did it recently in the meeting of the X episode, and it's the double standards. They hold all this control because they don't want another woman in their kid's life and I I don't get it as a bio mom I've stood by time and time again and said I just want her to be good to my son I want her to be accepted yeah. to my son and at the very least show me some respect as my son's mother and not talk badly about me in front of my son but you possibly have more of that mentality because she's not that probably but that, yeah. that was the expectation it, that was the expectation that I had set before I met her right before she was a nightmare <laughs> Before I found out about her, yeah, you know, and then 
it all just spiraled and went downhill from there. But even Big K, like, he blames his stepmom for his father and I not getting along because he has memories of us co-parenting and co-parenting well. Um, He was doing, um, when he was a toddler, he was doing like a weekend activity sport. Yeah. And it was like just getting him moving, kicking balls, you know, just toddler fun activities. And he remembers that his father apologized to me for everything he put me through and he hugged me and he remembers that. And he goes, but why why can't my stepmom just get over it? Like what, what's her yeah. problem? And he even goes, he goes, ever since my brother came along, things went bad between you and dad. Yeah. Like he sees that. And I Which just, I think is the I, one thing that like my goal as a stepmom is never to get in the way, in a negative way. Right. Like I'll speak up and advocate for the kids when needed, but mm-hmm. I never want to be a negative thing. Like you remember how uncomfortable I was when my husband had to go to co-parenting counselling with Karen. Like that was uncomfortable and that was like sucky because he was barely home with work as it was and it was another night that he was out of the house and not here with C and I. But I was not going to stand in the way of that. I was going to cheer him on and be here when he got home for whatever he needed. Well, that's it because you were hoping that it was going to solve some problems, right? (laughs) If only. It was a nice dream. (laughs) My co-parent's not even allowed to take my phone calls. And he's told me that, <laughs> she's told me that, that he's not allowed to speak to me unless she's around. That's just mm. toxic. That is toxic as fuck. Speaking of toxic, read our next one for us. I did. I told her she's a toxic ex and I won't put up with her bullshit anymore. Best thing I ever did. Well, yes, queen. Yes, queen. I do want to know how she reacted to that though. So Yeah, yeah. was that like a face-to-face conversation or an email? Like what was that? Mm. Please You're- tell us more. <laughs> Right back and tell us more. And I wish I could tell her to stop being a narcissist because it's really hurting her children. This one, I don't, I don't want to say that you're wrong by calling her a narcissist, but as you and I, Bex, have both figured out by delving further into the mental health wormhole, is that she could have narcissistic behaviours without being a narcissist. And there could definitely be some like personality disorder going on there. So we do need to be careful throwing around that narcissist term. Unless, of course, they are actually diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. But even then, if you look, there's TikToks and stuff out there of people that are diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. They can't just switch it off. Like, I was to say, unfortunately, you can't just stop being a narcissist. Part of the problem with narcissism is that you can't self-reflect, therefore you can't change and grow and get out of it. But I do appreciate the sentiment mm-hmm. of can you just stop being a shit human because the kids are the ones suffering. Right, absolutely, me too. Right, this next one, I think you're probably going to have a bit to say about this one. <laughs> She is lonely and sad and tries to use my stepson as a replacement of a male partner in her life. This includes having totally age-inappropriate conversations with him. He's five. Can can I just mention that this is almost as if I could write this, except it's like the inappropriate conversations are happening with my almost 13-year-old stepson. And it's getting borderline weird for us when he shows us the messages between them because we're getting a little bit like mate you shouldn't be talking to your mother like that on a daily basis it's weird you're not her spouse also your Karen's married so it's even worse in my view yeah but I think the problem is is that when she was single and 
period after my husband left her, she was relying on the eldest who was seven at the time Mm -hmm. as that male companion. And she was, she was co-sleeping with both the boys. So that was five and seven at the time. She was letting them sleep in her bed. Mind you, they weren't co-sleeping prior to the separation. So she brought them into her bed and, you know, started having those inappropriate adult conversations and treating my eldest stepson as if he was the new male spouse. And I think that's where he is now trying to parent the younger children. And we're trying to break that cycle because he doesn't need to be a dad. He's a 13-year-old boy. So, but anyway, let's keep going on this one because it's a long one, by the way, guys. Co-sleeping every night, watching adult TV shows with him and speaking negatively about his dad and I to him. Yeah, I, as much as I've spoken about having the issues with my son's father, I do not speak negatively about him to him I don't speak yeah. and this is something I don't we don't have as much of this yet but it is starting to trend this way like the boys the past couple months have been insisting on trying to sleep in our bed because they sleep in her bed um she's been giving them smoochy kisses on their mouth I don't know if you've seen bluey and the smoochy kisses but like that's a thing that we're trying to go hey that's not really a thing um a hundred percent speaking negatively she's done that since they were born I reckon mm. It's 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 scary and and making the oldest like T very much thinks that he's responsible for you know L and we're forever like hey dude you're not the parent we are like mm-hmm. it's not your job it's nice of you to be concerned but not it your job do, it might do him some real good when he goes to school without L oh yeah but at the same time you'll still find that when he's home of a night time he'll still keep trying to parent like big j sends his mother messages when little j's not at school because he's had a meltdown and she just doesn't have it in her to force him to go to school and he'll be messaging his mother during the day going oh how's little j for you is he behaving Make us so weird. You are a 12, almost 13-year-old boy. Your brother's behavior yeah. is not your concern. Your concern should be girls, because he's into girls. If he was into boys, I'd say boys, so don't come at me. Is <laughs> girls and sport and trying to do well at school. They should be your three yeah, main exactly. components, probably not in that order. Um, but, yeah, instead he's focused on his mother's emotional well-being. He's focused on making sure that she's, tended to in every lovingly way which is so creepy and weird just like he's with us five nights a fortnight and he speaks to her three out of those five he's been he's been gone since wednesday last week and it is now tuesday so six nights he's gone six nights and he'll be gone for a total of nine nights and the only time my husband has spoken to him was last night to yell at him about getting in trouble at school Right, exactly. And I think for this person, probably not looking for advice, but I'm going to give some, (laughs) is like one thing we've really had to do is drill into the kids. Other people's feelings is not your responsibility. So how, you know, like we say to them, like, you know, how your mum feels is not up to you to fix. Obviously, if you do the wrong thing and she's upset, you can say, sorry, that's fine. Yeah. But if she's jealous, if she's angry, if she's any of that, especially if she's angry at dad or at me, that's yeah. not your job to fix it. And yeah. so we try to teach them that like critical thinking and that 
you know, and it's hard. It's hard to undo patterns that they're living with the majority of the time, but I like to think it somewhat helps them to go, okay, it's not all on me. And every therapist that my children have seen has said to correct that narrative by doing those things. Exactly. Yeah. But I'll continue on with this stepmom's novel. I am not a professional by any means, but I do believe she has a personality disorder. I don't think any part of her life will get better until she does some reflection and takes some semblance of ownership over herself and her actions. My now fiancé was the one who filed for divorce, so in her mind, he abandoned her. However, the fact of her cheating on him while he was deployed and actively being shot at seems to be overlooked. Her having a terrible relationship with me is blamed on me not staying in my lane, but her threatening to assault me on two different occasions is also forgotten. Victim. That selective memory that these Karens have, right? Right. It's very selective. It's always the times that we've done them wrong, never when we've d- they've done us wrong. Oh, well, I think I remember telling you about, like, John's story and how his marriage ended, and you were, like, shocked when I told you that Karen was the one that ended it because her behaviour certainly doesn't fit that like she acts like you know he left her and and I mean she's even spouted that narrative I've seen in Facebook groups and shit where it's like you know he left me and blah 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 it's like no honey you left him like (laughs) she kicked him out when she was pregnant yep yep I mean granted like he agreed to go wasn't a happy marriage but he wasn't gonna up and leave his pregnant wife and their toddler so yeah no the selective memory girl we feel ya yeah This next one, I must admit, got me in all the feels. I just read it and went, oof, I forgive you, but I don't trust you. Right. Um, It's just so, I think it's powerful to say like, you know, I forgive you for all the bullshit, but acknowledging forgiveness doesn't have to mean trust. Yeah. And so many times that's, I think, how we all feel, which, you know, is probably wild to Karens that stepmoms don't trust them Mm -hmm. either. (laughs) Because I I think... I don't trust Karen at all. I no, but I think anything in the boy's best interest and she does it to target my husband and make him pay for leaving her. I mean, I have texts from Karen in the early days going, you just need to trust me. And it's like, but why? A, I don't know you. And B, I haven't seen you do anything for the kids in their best interest. And I get that they're biologically yours, not mine, but I'm here now. I'm part of their lives. I don't have to just automatically trust you, especially when the evidence tells me I shouldn't. My ex, and it's really funny, I was cleaning out some old paperwork on the weekend and I came across some handwritten notes of um, when my ex and I first tried to sit down and have like a heart-to-heart, try and do mediation without the mediator. And he was just, and I was keeping notes of everything he was saying. And it was like, I don't trust you. How do you expect me to co-parent with you? Well, (laughs) You know, it's six years later and you still don't trust me. So what more can I do to make you trust me? Like all I've tried to do is work in our son's best interest, but you still don't trust me. Yet you've never done anything to make me trust you. And I give you the benefit of the doubt. That's the thing. I don't think you should ever go into it not trusting. Like I didn't go into it not trusting Karen. John didn't automatically not trust her. But after months and months of evidence of why she wasn't trustworthy, then it had to be rebuilt. And we've had mediators and lawyers and counsellors say that to us. It's like the trust needs to be rebuilt. But 
until both people are willing to come to the table to build the trust, it's not going to happen. Because when you've been lied to, when your kids have been harmed, when all this stuff has happened, that takes time. And the only way to do that is by honesty, communication, co-parenting. Communication. Like you want someone to trust you and you want to trust them. You need to communicate with them. Oh, come on. That's a bit much to ask for, isn't it? Yeah, clearly it's a bit much to ask for, but you know, I'm grey rocked, but I call it brick walling because they're not really (laughs) grey rocking. They just brick wall. They don't communicate about anything, even to the point that my son um, had to be put on antibiotics because his eczema got inflamed that badly that he was picking and scratching and it became infected. And I had sent a message in our parenting app explaining it. But mind you, yeah. he doesn't check the app because unless he has something to say to me. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so my son, Big K, got so upset and he was stressing that his dad didn't have a measuring cup or a syringe. And I was like, just take one. Like, we've got heats. He's like, no, he needs to communicate. So he messaged him. And then <laughs> he looked at me and goes, mom, why does it take for me to message him to get a response? And I was I don't know, mate, you need to ask him. And he, his father responded with, what medication, mate? And, and Big K responded with, check your messages. Mum already told you. I love your kid. I've not even met your kid, but I love him. But I also feel bad for him that his dad puts him in a position of having to be an adult dealing with adult things. Like, it's not up to him to have to deal with that. He's, what, eight? Like, eight and he is the most mature eight-year-old and I guess he's had to be mature because he's had to overcome a lot right but he also needs to be mature because his father's not he needs to be responsible for his own medication because his father's not he needs to be responsible for talk communicating between the two of us and I don't mean it as in I want him to communicate between the two of us but it's the only way his father does communicate is through him he refuses to communicate with me even when it's stuff that our son shouldn't be communicating with him about oh it's so far so fucked it is but do you want to go to the next one yeah I like this one as well and it goes on all the team playing that we've talked about is there is room for both of us in the kids lives so why do you insist on pretending like I don't exist yeah yeah that's I don't understand this idea that a kid can't love their mum and stepmom right loving their stepmom does not make them love their mum any less it's like a mum having multiple kids you don't love one of your kids less. It's a different love, but it, like, yeah, you don't ugh. love kids any less. So why can't the kids love their parents equally? And it goes yeah. to say, yeah. the same as why do these mothers get upset when the children migrate towards the fathers? Like they still love you, but they love their dad. Yeah. It's so- like that fear that, you know, Karens have of their kids calling someone else mom or anything like it. Like, you don't stop being their mum just because someone else has that or a similar title. And I stand by the Karens that get their panties in a wad are those that are insecure about themselves as the child's mother. 100%. Because a secure mother doesn't care because they know that they are that child's mother. (laughs) Absolutely. I guess following on. On the same kind of vein, the next one is your inability to accept I love your kids doesn't make your reality true. Right. Because we're, we're still here. We're still going to love them. I mean, just imagine if that was the case. Like if every time a Karen wished the stepmom would disappear, well, there'd be no stepmoms, would there? 
I wish you could have cut me some slack and known I was an ally, not your enemy. <sighs> yeah. Imagine how much we could get done and how settled the kids would be if we were all allies. Right? Like, put our own emotions aside. And this is bio dads, bio mums, step mums, stepdads. Put your own emotions aside and start acting in the children's best interest. Communicate and do what's best for the kids. Get over yourself. Which, which just means you don't have to be like, it's this concept of we're enemies because when you have that enemy mindset it means you can never actually hear what the other person's saying you're just looking for a way to argue against it mm-hmm. yeah which means you're not co-parenting you're just like it's like a court case all the time one side says this and one side says this and who's got the best evidence it's exhausting it is exhausting uh what do we got next you're a horrible human and don't deserve this wonderful child i think we've all felt that on one level or another. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the next one is it's okay to move on. Yeah. If only our permission was enough. Right? Yeah. Uh, this next one. I the honesty. Stop being so selfish and dumb. Mm, which goes in hand with the next one, which is stop putting other people and other things before your children. I don't know why this is such a tough one for people to learn, to be honest. Neither do I. And following on from that. <laughs> Look after and spend time with your children. Right, which also goes with help your kids to heal and move forward. You can be part of this healing if you want. And it sometimes does beg the question, it's like, do they actually want this? You know, do they actually want their kids? Do they actually want to be involved? It doesn't come across as if they do. They just want the control. Control is such a motivating factor for so many people and it's so damaging. So, so, so damaging. Right. I wish you could love your kids more than you hate me. Right? Which I think goes on to the next one as well, which I think is one of the bio dads that listen to the podcast that might have written in, which is I left you, so get the fuck over it and move on. Start co-parenting. Start putting our children first. Life goes on. Stop living in the past. I love how brutal that one is. Like it's so blunt but so necessary. Right. And I just, I can just imagine how much like emotion that this man must be holding on to that was like, yeah, let's just unleash because I can say it and I can say it anonymously. Yeah, it's good. The best part about this list was like, I added some of my own in and it's like, hmm, which one was me? You'll never know. Yeah, right. Or mine are in there too. So you'll never know either. I'm not here to replace you. They know who their mother is, but why can't you just let me love them and help you raise them? Right. Like, why can't, just let us work together, raise the kids, raise them to be good humans. Especially when, this is what I don't understand, right? And I'm not like bragging to make myself sound good, but I have organizational skills that neither bio parent in our situation has. Let's be real. I am excellent at calendars and doctor's appointments and all of that stuff. Me too. And I'm like, wouldn't it just be easier for you both to just let me handle it? Especially at the moment when I work less than both of them. Right. Let me handle it. I'm good at it. I'll keep you in the loop, but just let me do it. (laughs) Right. Like in our current email back and forth, Karen is complaining about everything I do for the boys. But yet she called my husband and said, Big J has an orthodontist appointment. Can you and Tony organize it? So who do you think took him to that appointment? 
not her, not him. It was me. Oh, yeah. And not so much anymore because, you know, she would rather die than let me. But there were early day times where it was like, yeah, no one else can take the kids to this appointment. So, Rebecca, that's on you. You handle it. Right. And we're still in and she's got the shits, but doesn't want me involved, doesn't want me facilitating getting them to and from school so that they can spend quality time with their father and their siblings. But I'm good as a babysitter to get them to orthodontist appointments and psych appointments. And now we've got OT appointments coming up. Karen Karen once said to my husband about me, I don't need to talk to her unless I need her to babysit for me. Like... I mean, tell me without telling me. (laughs) Right. Why can't you focus on what the kids actually need slash are asking for? See, that's a big one because it's not just about then you guessing what the kids need, but when the kids are verbalizing what they want and you've refused to listen because of, I don't know, the court order says or I don't like it or whatever, like that just makes you so selfish in my opinion. Right. Like, obviously, if your kid's asking for something super detrimental to them, it's your job to say no. But when all your kid is asking for is to spend time with the other parent, for example, Mm -hmm. and it's not harming them to do that, saying no is just selfish. Yeah. And, like, I've got to admit, I've said no at certain times, but that is generally because it would disrupt that school routine. You know, if they had spare uniforms, if they could guarantee that they'd get him to school on time, then sure, by all means. But there's that lack of communication between my co-parent and I that I don't know that I can trust that they will wash the uniform that they have there, pack him his lunch and get him to school on time because they don't communicate with me. Well, exactly. And that's what I mean about like in that situation, it isn't really in the kid's best interest. However, if it was an ongoing request from your son... Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that you would then try again to communicate to your co-parent to say, hey, he's continually asking to spend more time with you. Can we set this up? Yeah, right. But even if it's not agreeing to the one-off or whatever, but like you said, if if Big K was asking you again and again, I know that you would reach out and go, hey, can we make this work? Mm-hmm. As you should, because exactly. not about you. But at the same time, if there was a once-off and I was met with my by my co-parent going, hey, you know, Big K wants to stay longer, we'll wash his uniform, pack his lunch, I'll make sure he gets to school on time. If I had that reassurance, once again, it comes down to this lack of trust, this lack of communication. By all means, I would say, sure, no problem. Um, yeah. You know, just let him know that I'll pick him up at this time tomorrow or I'll pick him up from this place at school tomorrow. But the problem is, is that there is no communication. There is no reassurance. How do I know that they're actually going to take him to school the next day when they're not communicating? And your evidence really tells you otherwise a lot of the time. Exactly the point about the trust thing. Exactly. And this next one, being kind costs zero. Right? I feel you. It does. And I guess that's where, you know, you and I and Madison talked about trying to be the better person. Yeah. Sometimes it does cost a lot emotionally <laughs> to be kind, but you're always better off for it. So, you know. So why can't you put your son first? And the next one, grow the hell up and actually do what's best for your daughter. Yeah. Feel it. Get your shit together because your daughter is losing interest and knows you're a loser. <laughs> this one made me giggle a little bit. I am. Um, I could have written that if I had a daughter instead of a son yeah because kids figure it out kids figure it out get get your shit together you're right oh honey your jealousy is showing every time I'm even mentioned 
Yeah, right? And it's seen, I think we all can relate to that because the Karen in our lives would get jealous, whatever we're mentioned, by the kids, by teachers, by physicians, by our spouse. And I don't know how obvious it is in all of your situations, but in ours it's so obvious. There's literally like a personality change that happens. Yep. Um, The next one is I'd probably just swear at her. I can feel you. I I can feel you in that. I got some, yeah. Please be kind to my partner, bio dad. Co-parenting isn't easy on him and he is trying really hard. Aren't we all? Aren't we all just? I I get really annoyed sometimes. Karen acts like she's the only one in this. Like she's the only one having a hard time. And it's like, you know, we're all having a hard time. Like John's having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. The kids are having a hard time. This is hard on everyone. You're not the only one struggling. No one knows how to do this. We didn't We didn't walk into the situation knowing how to co-parent. There's no manual on how to do it. We. None of us signed up for this, especially not the kids. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, so much. But she is mentally unbalanced, so I'm afraid it wouldn't resonate. And I think that's what we've been saying this entire episode. Yeah, they wouldn't hear it even if you said it. Yeah. So. And the last one, which I actually think sums up the list really well, pull your head in before it's too late. Right? Just pull your head in. Because it will be too late. That's the thing is like kids get older and kids figure shit out without you telling them. Yeah, they see it. And you're going to find that you have adult kids that don't have a good relationship with you because of all the bullshit you put them through. Right. And they see it. Like even Big K sees it. We're not quite sure if the Big and Little J see the bullshit that comes from their mother. We're hoping that they will. But I do know for a fact that Big K sees the bullshit in his other home because he talks to me about it. And I just keep telling him like, you know, these are issues that you need to express to your father. You need to tell him how you're feeling. And then his response is, well, he's just going to get mad at me. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I I can't do anything about it. I can't change him. Exactly. And I think it's like, so I have older stepbrothers and stepsisters and they have a really, you know, poor relationship with their mum because she was, she is the epitome of Karen. Mm. Um, And, you know, like they still have relationship with her in that, you know, they still see her and whatever, but they feel sorry for her and they stay out of obligation, but they know who she is. And yeah. to me, that's tragic. I would never want my kids around out of this obligation of like, oh, well, she wouldn't cope with that. Like, I don't want that. Right. I and so, and I, guess, know, I mean, again, that that comes down to a level of um, emotional parentification. Exactly. You're making your kids responsible for your emotions and they carry that into adulthood. And that's not fair. And it causes like lifelong issues like I know one of my brothers and his wife they fight a lot about the fact that he's like well you know my mum should be able to watch our kids because you know she's their grandma and his wife is like but I'm not comfortable because this is who she is as a human right I get it like it's a lifelong issue so yeah pull your head in before it gets to that point (laughs) you're right it does cause lifelong problems So I guess that's all we have time for today. So thanks, Bex, for joining me at the last minute so that we could do this fun episode. Well, thanks for having me again and listening to, you know, my reactions to all of your truths. Right. And hopefully this episode is somewhat rewarding for all the other stepmoms out there just to hear their point of view, 
just so that they know that they've been seen. Mm. And for everyone who didn't write in, hopefully you realize that you're not alone with some of the feelings that you have absolutely so please find us on instagram facebook subscribe to us wherever you like to listen and leave us a review bye bye